Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Dinner came, the phone call came, and um, it was my manager, and he says... Your last interview guy just showed up. I says, I said, well, tell him he's late. I tell him he's late, and I'm, I'm already getting ready for the show. You know, he's, ah, oh, you got it. He came quite a ways. You come on, you got it. I said, I don't want to do another interview. Forget it. Screw him. I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. Forget it. He says, come on. The guy came halfway across the state just to, to do this interview. I said, oh man. I says, all right. And I even told my manager. I never told Chester. I told my manager, I said, you hang around. I said, 20 minutes tops. 20 minutes. After 20 minutes, you make up some excuse. I'm out of there. So he said, okay. And I went downstairs. I had a turkey call in my mouth, which was hilarious because I, I always have that with me. And, you know, practicing. I was in a hotel room practicing. I'm sure the neighbors didn't like it. But I was practicing a little bit, and I went downstairs. had the turkey call still in my mouth, tucked up the side up here. And Chester said, I said, hi, nice to meet you, nice to meet you. Chester had a friend with him, nice to meet you, okay. Sat down. Chester well, the first question I got for you, before we really get into this interview, he says, is, I read some place that you were a hunter. He said, now, is that bullshit, or is that real, or, you know, what's going on with that? I moved that turkey call in a five-star hotel now in Dallas. I moved the turkey call, like, really loud and we're looking at us and Chester's friend walks over to him and says we're in <laughs> we started talking about hunting you know how long have been hunting and I talk about it he's talking to me about the hunting and all this stuff and he to, to be honest at the end of the day my manager's telling you 20 minutes it's 20 minutes I said that's okay that's all right we're talking about hunting and I said well we never really did get the interview that he came for because we're talking about hunting more than anything 
Hey man, this is uh, Lou Murillo, aka Eric Adams of Man of War, and uh, you're listening to the Impact Outdoor Podcast. So enjoy this, okay? And that story I told earlier about being in a hotel when I first met Chester, I'm talking to you now with my turkey call in my mouth. So I'm going to five star hotel. In a five-star hotel lobby. <laughs> hey, enjoy the podcast. Hey everybody, we are back this week with another great episode coming from our Hunt Fish Podcast Summit we did out in West Texas this spring, and we've got none other than my good friend, Mr. Lou Marulo, on the show today, and uh, Lou also goes by the name of Eric Adams, and uh, he is the lead singer for the heavy metal band Manowar, and uh, I mean, just incredible guest on the show, I mean, Manowar sold over 20 million records worldwide. Super, super big band, and uh, he's traveled all over the world, but he's also an, a very, very talented hunter as well, which kind of surprised me, you know, and uh, so it was great having Lou over at the summit. We had a great time. I don't think I've laughed so much in so long. This guy is full of stories, and from the road, and from hunting, and you're going to get a lot of that in this episode, and uh, can't wait for you to hear it all. So we're going to jump right into this week's episode with Lou Marullo right now. But first, we want to thank our amazing sponsors for the Hunt Fish Podcast Summit. Webcams on the water that you can control. Become a member today, and you too can become... King of the ocean. Know before you go with saltwaterrecon.com. Saltwaterrecon.com is not responsible for things you don't know. Hey everyone, I'm Joe Mohan. I'm the CCO Chief Chicken Officer of Chicken Boy Lures. And I want to invite you to experience my lures. And you can get them on chickenboylures.com. Some of my primary models are the Whipping Chickens, a 4-inch lure. I just came out with a really good one called the Midnight Rider. Also got the Bubba Clucker. My favorites are the Lemon Pepper Chicken, Bubba Clucker, Pepper Pink Pollo. And now we have the GOAT, the greatest of all time. Uh, chickenboylures.com. Red, trout, flounder, snook, and bass. Captain Experiences makes booking a fishing trip easy and seamless. Discover unique fishing experiences on the lakes, rivers, flats, and seas across Texas and beyond. Book a damn good trip every time with Captain Experiences. Search it, book it, live it. CaptainExperiences.com country of West Texas, there's a gathering of the most profound and rising voices in the outdoors industry with the likes of the Impact Outdoors podcast. 
the Turner Rolling Podcast, the Higher Calling Wildlife Podcast, and the Aptitude Outdoors Podcast. This convocation is known as the Hunt Fish Podcast Summit, where we come together and get after some wild turkey, discuss burgeoning issues in the outdoors world, and most importantly, have a hell of a good time. So pull up your boots, grab your guns, and let's get after it. We're back for another episode, Impact Outdoors podcast here at the Double Draw Ranch, and I've got my good buddy, Mr. Lou Marullo, here with me. That's me. How That's are you, me. man? I'm doing great. I'm doing great. I'm having a lot of fun here. Um, when Chester called me a long time ago and told me about this, he said, uh, you know, there's an option for you to come down here to Texas if you're interested. I'm interested. <laughs> he said, well, you know, it's a it's a podcasting. I'm interested. I said... <laughs> right <laughs> and uh awesome. so he told me it was all about this podcast for the hunt fish thing and i said yeah it sounds like a good time a good time and all this time you know i, I write for texas fishing game you know and i'm writing my columns and i forgot all about it tell you the truth i really forgot all about it and chester said yeah he called me he says all right well let's make a date now the dates are going to be here and he tells me and i says mm-hmm. oh yeah that's that trip to texas right and i for i thought it was just for a turkey hunt <laughs> i forgot all about this and <laughs> And then he said, yeah, it's a podcast thing, right? And I said, oh, yeah, yeah, that's right, yeah. And we, when I came down here and met everybody, you know, it's been such a great time. You know, it's and everybody, awesome. And everybody has the same um, feelings about hunting, you know what I'm saying? And we just had that round table in there, and it was the best I've ever been in. You know, it really, was, it's cool. It was special, man. Yeah, it was. You know, we yeah, got a lot of first-timers here. Yeah, turkey hunting. Yeah, that was interesting listening to what they had to say yeah, about it. Absolutely. Yeah. So, man, and so, um, so obviously you're a big time hunter. Yeah. Now, where do you hunting. where do you live? I live in near Syracuse, New York. Nice. So it's right in the center of the state. Um, I live in the Finger Lakes area. Okay. If you're flying over the Finger Lakes, I'm on the second lake. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Nice. It's really it's it's pretty cool. I I live right off of Owasco Lake. Um, what's nice about where I live, if you're a fisherman, with where I live, um, Skinny Atlas Lake has got uh, is known for its uh, is known for its rainbow trout. You know, uh, walleyes are in Oneida Lake. Uh, if you're looking for bass, they're in Cayuga Lake. If you're looking for lake trout, it's Wasco Lake, and it's really cool. And they're all within 20 minutes of each other. Dang, it's okay. really cool. We'll have to get up there and do some fishing. Yeah, it's really cool. <laughs> so you know, freshwater fishing. If you have time, take a ride. Another hour and a half, yep. about an hour north of where I live is uh, Lake Ontario. You know, get some, nice. you know, some salmon fishing in. That's yep, yep. And the that van behind us was uh, Chester. He's <laughs> going uh, fishing in the Lano River right now. So. Right, right. <laughs> And you lost your GoPro here. Oh, I think the screen just turned off. Okay. It's still recording. I okay. think. We'll see. That's <laughs> right. Okay. But, uh, well, what, um, you know, usually when we do these podcasts, everybody's got like a story of how they got in the outdoors, whether it was a parent, grandparent, a friend, yeah, just whatever. Like, what the heck got you involved <laughs> in being outdoors and wanting to hunt and this do is, all this stuff? This is hilarious. Okay. First of all, I got to give my dad credit because when I was young, I mean very young, he he carried me in the woods on my on his shoulders. 
That's how young I was. But I still remember the smell of the woods, you know, the fall, the fall smell. He was deer hunting, and he took me in the woods, and we sat down next to this big blowdown, big tree blowdown, and we sat there, and a little while later, a deer came along, and I hollered to my father, there's a deer, there's a deer, you know, (laughs) and the deer took off, and my father said, yep, that was a deer. That was a a deer, deer. (laughs) And, and and, you know, he didn't freak out. He didn't get mad at me or anything and for blowing the hunt. I didn't know what I was doing. I was just excited. That yeah. was my first experience of, of seeing wildlife in the woods. And, um, you know, my dad took me back into the car, and we went back home. We left, and it was fun. It was fun. Mm-hmm. And I didn't do anything else until um, I was in high school, actually. And, and one of my buddies who was sitting right behind for me, real good friend, Mike Abraham, real good friend of mine, um, I said, what are you going to do this weekend, man? He says, I'm going to shoot my bow. I said, you shoot a bow? He says, yeah, man, shoot a bow. I says, yeah, okay, maybe I will. You know, So I went to some cheap store, one of these, I don't know if it was Kmart, Walmart, one of those TGY things. Or yeah, like some of those things. And I bought a recurve bow because at that time that's all there was. The, mm. You know, Compounds weren't even invented yet. And so I bought a recurve bow, some wooden arrows, went back in his backyard and I got my license to hunt, you know, and I went backyard and shot with him about 10 arrows. I said, I'm ready to go. Let's go. <laughs> this is good. <laughs> so he says, you think you're ready? I says, I'm ready. Let's go. This is all, this is fun. So <laughs> so we went hunting at dark 30 in the morning. His dad took us, you know, and um, didn't see much in the morning. I saw things from in the distance. But later on that morning, his father took us to this one spot. Uh, where there's a fire break in between two big sections of woods. And um, I was up in the top part of the fire break, and then it rolled, the hill rolled down where I couldn't see my friend, but he was down below me. And his father was going to walk the woods towards us, spook mm-hmm. a deer towards us, you know, just kind of bump the... Do a deer drive? Just kinda? bump the deer along, not yep. really... So it just walks through towards us. And so we were all excited. I'm excited. I said, okay, he's going to come walking through. And any time now, there's going to be a herd of deer come running out, you know, any time. <laughs> so I'm excited. And I'm sitting there. And all of a sudden, I hear, what the hell is that? I look uh, down where Mike is. I don't see him, but I can hear him. He's making that sound. <coughs> I turn around, there's a doe coming right to me <laughs> from behind me. I had a crosswind, so the deer never knew I was there. I could, so I went back at him, so I let him know I got it. Okay. So now the doe comes walking in. The heart starts going. Yeah. It's going. And I'm getting excited. Okay, here it goes. And honest to God, Derek, that deer was no more than 12 yards away from me. And had yeah. no idea I was there. And I'm standing there right next to a tree. Deer had no idea I was there. It goes down to eat something on the ground there, and I pull the bow back. And the deer never saw me move. I says, well, this is this is nothing. This is great. Here we go. And I shot the arrow, and I hit the deer right in the hoof. And and that deer just kind of looked at me like, what the hell are you doing? Jumped, jumped in the woods. Stared, looked at me again. Uh, I think it gave me the finger. I don't know. But <laughs> I'm not sure. But it walked Probably. away. <laughs> yeah. It walked away. And um, I figured, well, it's going to come back out when he pushes the deer out. Now, I never saw it again. But I'll tell you what. 
that experience hooked me because we got back in the car and the the hour ride home it was just me talking about that incident when the deer came I said oh my god my heart was pounding I couldn't stop breathing oh dear. it was so exciting so exciting the adrenaline rush that I got that was it that was it I had to hunt that's what I, I, I had the same experience did you um when I shot my first deer but but uh I luckily got mine <laughs> That deer was pretty. Thanks for telling me. It's been great talking to you. I'll see you later. <laughs> yeah, that deer you shot at, it was probably like, look at this wise guy. Man, he probably just went and bought this bow and shot like 10 times and decided to come out in the woods. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, man. That was funny. <laughs> that's what, that is the hook, line, and sinker. It is. No pun intended. But that's what makes people want to do it when that's they what, do it that's you know, right having that's, those experiences. that's it that, I mean, it was such a great experience and, and you know I, I i shot my first i shot my first deer with the bow um you know you know todd was there saying you remember how many remember their first deer uh, right here yeah with my bow and my first deer with the gun but my first deer with the bow i was in a in a tree not in a tree stand I was young and stupid, and I just climbed up in a tree and balanced myself on the branches up there, you know, and that was, sat on this big, huge branch, and I was ready to go. This was good. Of course, now I teach the bow class, and I said, <laughs> don't do that. Don't do that. <laughs> but um, I had a deer come up in the along edge of a cornfield, shot my bow, and I got her, and I couldn't believe it. And I, I had to go to work that day, so I went to work, told my boss, I said, I just shot a deer, uh, He's laughing at me. He says, that's your first one? I says, yeah. He says, take the day off and go get your deer. <laughs> <laughs> so that's what I did. And it was it was just an exciting time. <clears throat> and um, my first one with the with the shotgun, we had shotgun. There wasn't rifle at the time mm -hmm. in New York. But the first one I got with a shotgun was a little spike horn and it might as well have been a 15-pointer coming across the hedgerow, coming across this ravine. And I said, oh, man. This is going to be great. It's going to be great. Yes. And it was. My heart couldn't stop pounding. And oh, I know, man. Jeez. When we were out, uh, when we got here Thursday night, we weren't even out there 20, 25 minutes. Yeah. We had the first gobble that we heard. Oh. And I could tell. It was, he was he heard us. Yeah. And the second one, he was probably 100 yards closer. Oh, yeah. And then about five minutes later, I seen him. And I'm I'm sitting behind Todd and Paul. Mm-hmm. Um, calling and then todd is calling some on the side and and i seen that turkey come out and just stopped and you know he's just looking he wasn't strutting or anything and i'm telling them like uh you know that turkey's right there yeah paul do you see it you know it's still like 200 yards away yeah and I was, i'm not you know to where they were pretty well concealed and i was like paul do you see it and he's like no he's like he kept like i was watching his eyes and you know, he keep looking down man <laughs> Seemed like it took 30 minutes for him to see that bird, <laughs> but when he seen it, yeah, you know, yeah, they feeling the ground shaking, <laughs> and this is yeah. his first hunt, right? And yeah. he is so excited, and, he, and I love that man. That's, That's the best. Yes, it's the best, absolute best. And you know what? He's never gonna forget <clears throat> it. No, he's never gonna forget that no. moment. And uh, you know, it was so cool. You know, eventually, the bird worked all the way around the 360 degrees in a 200 yard perfect circle. Yeah. You know, <laughs> yeah. so frustrating, yeah, but rewarding at the same time because we had a successful hunt. We saw a bird, yeah, and had several more call. You know, yeah. that's what it's all about. Yeah, absolutely, it is. So. Absolutely, it is. I mean, I I got to tell you, I think I love turkey hunting more than I love deer hunting. Me too. I do. I just love it more. 
for one thing, in New York, you're not freezing your butt off. <laughs> it's May 1st. You're not freezing in May 1st, although we do get snow in May sometimes in yeah. New York. How long is the season up there? And one month. So it goes till... Yeah, it goes a month. Nice. May 1st till May 31st, yeah. yeah. And, and you said that y'all... Um, do y'all have a rifle season now? Yeah, they there? just opened rifle in certain areas ago. or certain, certain counties. Yeah, okay. yeah, they keep it out of New York City. So, well, I can't imagine why <laughs> Nassau <laughs> County doesn't get it. Yeah, <laughs> so. but uh, up where I live, you know, up where I live, it's yeah, there's a lot of farmland and mm-hmm. things like that. So yeah, they they let rifle come out. So that's good. Yeah, man. So. Um, you write for Texas Fishing Game magazine. Yeah. You do. You do. The, is it the bow hunting? I started out doing. I started out doing a bow hunting column. Yeah. Actually, actually, I started out. Chester asked me to write something for Texas Fishing Game, and I didn't know what I was doing. I just wrote anything, gave it to Chester about a hunt that I had, and gave yeah. it to Chester, and um, um, he edited it for me <laughs> a lot, yeah. and uh, and told me what I should, you know, how I could correct things <coughs> and this and that, and. Um, they they submitted it to the magazine and i guess everyone really liked the way the way i wrote because i i write like i don't like i don't write um like uh, to tell everybody he's shooting a big monster he's waiting for the big monster i'm a joe i'm a joe i looks i got an hour to go hunt let's go hunt yeah. you know and um <clears throat> to me to me i'm you know if you see a nice basket rack eight pointer and it's mid season and i'm freezing I'm taking it because I'm going to, I don't go for the rack as much as I do for the meat. Right. You know, that's part of the hunt too. You know yeah. what I mean? That's, and sometimes, sometimes, you know, if pressure is pretty high, you're not going to find that big 10, 12 pointer, you know, you're just not going to find them. <clears throat> Although I'll tell you a story. Next, last, I think it was two years ago. I was going on tour. I, of course, you know I play in Man of War. So I what? I play in Man of War. We're going out on the road. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I sing for Man of War. We're going out on tour, and I told my wife. I said, you know, I know we got a tour coming up. I'm going to be away. I said, but I got tags here to fill. You know, you got priorities. Yeah. She said, go hunt, go hunt. So I went hunting, and um, I went with my bow, and I had a nice eight point buck come in and i you know not a not a huge rack but it was a nice decent mm-hmm. buck and i says he, he's mine that's it and i let him have an arrow and that was in i harvested that deer got him and i told my wife i said well you know i still got two doe tags <laughs> you know <laughs> she said go hunt go ahead have fun so i went and i uh i went to my other spot and where i always see doe and i'll mm-hmm. be damned i never saw a doe that night I sat there until almost dark, never saw a doe, but I'll tell you what I did see. I saw the biggest deer I've ever seen in the woods. Wow. He was coming through, coming through, and I'm watching him come through, and he was less than 30 yards away from me, standing broadside, had no idea I was there, and I had no buck tag left. That's frustrating. That really is. That's all right. Still got to see him. Yeah, it's crazy. I shot the biggest... um, scoring whitetail i've ever shot yeah. uh, last year my deer lease and then the last night of the last hunt in uh, december i saw one bigger <laughs> <laughs> why is it always why is it always the last night the last hunt the last yeah. hour why is it like that yeah it's, it's i don't true, know though. we had a joke we, we used to go up to oklahoma with my and some family property that we hunted i'd take a bunch of buddies up there and yeah 
one night every time we would always dedicate to going back towards Oklahoma City and go to one of the casinos, eat dinner, we'd meet my parents and stuff. Beautiful. And inevitably, this is our drive, inevitably yeah. we would always harvest a deer that night. <laughs> you know. <laughs> and uh <laughs> hope this don't get me in trouble. But <laughs> <laughs> I shot before my previous biggest whitetail was a typical 12 pointer I shot up there in o- Oklahoma and um, I just had to show it to my parents right so we I got that deer at like 4.30 in the afternoon got it back I mean it's dark at like 5.30 at that time and got it gutted and cleaned out and we threw it in the back of the truck we had to go tag it in town at the time we had a check station yeah. and, um, and so we just kept on going to the casino right <laughs> so we get to the casino and we park out in the parking lot and uh <laughs> we go in we're in there for like three four hours we come back out well, no we was in there for like two hours we come back out i bring my dad out and i say you gotta see my deer and um we get out and i get out there and i'm like oh crap blood there's everywhere. a pile of blood underneath the truck in the casino parking lot and I was just like the FBI is there too. I was like okay I'm gonna move the truck on the other side of the parking lot now. <laughs> like, oh that's like, funny oh man it's like please rain or something. that's funny that's funny <laughs> so, oh that's good that's but really yeah I'll good. never forget that and I was just like oh I'm gonna, I'm gonna get in so much trouble <laughs> thanks so much yeah, but that's the important thing did you win let's, let's talk Shoot, about it no man <laughs> I always went the guys would always um drink and, yeah. and they'd play yeah. a bunch of poker and all that stuff yeah. and then i and then i'd be like i'd have to drive back obviously yeah I'm, right I'm, so I'm you're drinking. not drinking yeah and uh and uh, i was like man so you guys are all getting up at five o'clock in the morning go, go. i don't care how tired you are <laughs> you make me stay up drive there you go <laughs> but yeah you know, you know, stories like that i mean that's why we hunt I it's mean, that's, exactly that, that's like this weekend here man i mean it's just about being around fellowship it's the camaraderie yeah. that's that's a big part of it you know because they're hunting or you get up at dark 30 in the morning you're out there and you know this morning the wind was howling so much nobody saw nobody saw much of anything and you know that's okay that's that's just the way it is that's part of hunting that's why they call it hunting and not shopping you're out there hunting and um we come back here spend hours here having a great breakfast Mm -hmm. you know enjoying enjoying the company talking the stories we hear and the laughs we have and it's just a good time and then yeah then we go out and hunt in the evening too that's you know that's it's just it's part of it all and the camaraderie is a big part of it you know what i'm saying it's what would you do if you just got through hunting you come back here and sit on your butt for a while and and fall asleep exactly tv exactly it's kind of stinks Um, i i can't sit still i've got to be doing I hardly ever have a day where I just chill, you know, yeah. home or whatever. So, yeah, mm, stuff to do. Yeah, exactly. You know, there's always stuff to do. But uh, you know, the, you know, the good thing about you know what we're talking about now, and then, but you know, being in the outdoors, being by yourself. Yeah. You know, I appreciate that time so much. Yeah, that's the true. Solitude and the quietness and yeah. being able to think. You know, and just I kinda, really appreciate the quiet. Yeah, you know, I'm sure you, you understand. Do. <laughs> I'm sure you do. <laughs> I play the loudest band in the world in the Guinness Book of World Records. It's the loudest band in the world, and it's nice to just be able to sit back and listen to nothing. Yeah. It's beautiful. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> so, you know, being the front man, the lead singer for yeah. Man of War, mm-hmm. you've traveled pretty much to every country in the world, mm-hmm. saying to millions of people. Yeah, yeah. 
Um, have you ever got to go hunting on any of these trips? Or I've met people, and f- through meeting people, I've gone hunting. Yeah? Yeah. I haven't gone hunting um, overseas. Um, they don't. They frown on that a lot. Mm, they don't tough. dig. They don't dig hunting over there unless you're, you know, you're in the business of it, like you're paying for a guide or whatever. Mm-hmm. And that small group of people that you're with her at that time, yeah, they accept that hunting. But the most of the public frowns on that. Yeah, they don't. They just don't get it because they think <laughs> you're out there. You're all oh, these Americans are out there. They're shooting these animals and leaving them. You know, they think that's all we do is we're going out there with AK-40 and walking yeah. away. You know, they don't get the whole thing. And I try I, I try to explain that to people when I'm overseas. And once they hear my, my side of it, they understand it. Mm-hmm. You know, I've actually had fans come to America. And I've taken them hunting before. Well, I've I taken them that with was me. Cool. Yeah, I think I say, if you want to go, let's go. You know, <laughs> and they they go and they see what it's all about. I yeah. said, check this sunrise out. Look at this. Look at this. You know how many people? I always wonder how many people have never watched the sun come up. Yeah, that's ridiculous. You, know? you miss too much. Come on, it's there every day for you to yeah. enjoy. You know what I mean? Come on, you got to enjoy things like that because you can't see it in your living room. Just yeah. can't see things like that, you know. And any picture you see of any outdoors scene that you may see does not do it justice. You've got to be there. You know what I mean? Yes. How many shots of the Grand Canyon have you seen? But if you've been there and you been look once, at the Grand Canyon, you say, oh, wow. It takes your breath away. It does. It's, it's like, oh, crap, don't get too close yeah. to that. <laughs> I hope this rock is secure. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. come on, that's, that's great. Yeah. You know, really yeah. is great. So, so do, um, any of the other guys in the band Nobody do any outdoor else. stuff? No, do no. they all think you're crazy? Well, they, you know, they <laughs> they know I'm crazy. They don't <laughs> think it. <laughs> I mean, I play a man of war, so there it is, <laughs> right there. No, it's um, they all know that it's a love of mine yeah. to be out there. They all know it, and to be honest with you, you know, Joey, who sets up all the uh, the touring schedules, he's he's considerate a lot. Now sometimes. Sometimes you can't help it, mm-hmm. you know, and you have to get out there and play. Those shows in November. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes you have to. But, you know, other times he, he books around that, and yeah. that's kind of nice. That you is know? nice. That's really nice. But, hey, it is what it is. Yeah. I've met people in the United States who um, invite That's how I met Chester. That's exactly I how I met ask, Chester. Yeah, tell us this story. I, I You know, this is really funny because <laughs> I, I was um, playing. We were playing Dallas. We're an American <coughs> tour, which is rare for Manwar. We rarely play in America. I doubt we ever will again because it's just too big of a production now. We we can't you can't play for five hundred people when you can go to Europe and play for, you know, eighteen thousand, twenty thousand people a night. Mm-hmm. So um anyway, we were playing Dallas and um Chester was a, a big metal fan mm-hmm. and uh, so he was writing for a magazine and um he wanted to this was his in to go meet the bands that he loved you know and he found out we were playing in dallas and he says i'm gonna go cover the i'm gonna do an interview and cover him so he called up our management and uh, they set an interview time and he happened to be the last interview of the day just happened to be like that and it also happened to be that i was on the schedule it was either joey doing the interviews or myself doing the interview so it was back and forth and it was just my turn and so (laughs) i did interviews all day all day 
And I was just tired of him, you know. And Chester was the last one. He was late. He didn't show up. So I said, <laughs> of course. I said, screw this. I'm going upstairs. I, <clears throat> I'm getting ready for the show, and I'm not. So I went upstairs and ordered ordered my dinner upstairs. And as so, soon as the dinner came, the phone call came. And um, it was my manager. And he says, your last interview guy just showed up. I says, I said, well, tell him he's late. I tell him he's late, and I'm I'm already getting ready for the show. You know, he's ah, oh, you got it. He came quite a ways. You come on, you got it. I said I don't want to do another interview. Forget it. Screw him. I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. Forget it. He says, come on. The guy came halfway across the state just to do this interview. I, oh man. I says all right, and I even told my manager. I never told Chester, but I told my manager. I said, you hang around. I said, twenty minutes tops. 20 minutes. After 20 minutes, you make up some excuse. I'm out of there. <laughs> so he said, okay, he would. And I went downstairs. I had a turkey call in my mouth, which was hilarious because I, I always have that with me. And, you know, practicing. I was in a hotel room practicing. I'm sure the neighbors didn't yeah, like that. I was practicing a little bit, and I went downstairs, had the turkey call still in my mouth, tucked up the side up here. And... Chester, I said, hi, nice to meet you, nice to meet you. Chester had a friend with him, and nice to meet you. Okay, we sat down. Chester said, well, the first question I got for you, before we really get into this interview, he says, is I read someplace that you were a hunter. He said, now, is that bullshit, or is that real, or, you know, what's going on with that? I moved that turkey call in a five-star hotel now in <laughs> Dallas. I moved the turkey call. like <laughs> Really loud. <laughs> And people are looking at us. And Chester's friend walks over to him and says, We're in. <laughs> <laughs> we started talking about hunting. You know, how long have you been hunting? And I talk about it. He's talking to me about the hunting and all this stuff. And he, to, to be honest, at the end of the day, my manager's telling you, 20 minutes ago it's 20 minutes i said that's okay that's all right we're talking about hunting and i said well we never really did get the interview that he came for because we we're talking about hunting more than anything and then he said uh i told him i said look i can i'll we can do a phoner just call anytime management will put you through to me i said we can do a phoner anytime he says i don't have to do that i know the band he says i'll, I'll do the show tonight i know I'll just write some, something about the band. Don't worry about that. I says, okay, fine. And then he said, you know, if you really want to, if I get you an invite down to Texas, would you come? I said, yeah, no problem. I, a lot of people say that. You know, I yeah. got up in Canada. I got invited on a bear hunt up there. I'm never going to go up to Canada. All right, I'm not, It's too far for this child. I'm not doing it. But, you know, knowing Chester and hearing what he had to say, I, I said, yeah, I'll go. No problem. And I went in here and out here. I didn't pay much attention to it. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. And then I I got a phone call saying, um, yeah, you know, Keith Warren from Keith Warren's Hunting and Outdoor Adventure Show. I said, "Um, yeah, what about it? He said, "Um, I've arranged it for you to be a guest 
on the show. I says, oh, wow, okay, great, great. When is it? And he told me. And he said, bring your bow. I said, okay, what are we hunting? He says, I don't know yet. Just bring your bow. I says, okay. So I brought my bow, went down there. I met, I met Keith. And he says, uh, we're hunting turkeys today. I said, Keith, I've never shot a turkey with my bow. <laughs> he said, well, don't worry about it. You know, we'll we'll call a couple birds in. We'll see how you do. I says, okay. Now, I was crapping my pants. <laughs> Because, you know, here I met this guy. It's his TV show. I know he's got to score an animal here, you know, for the show. Yeah. So um, we were there at night. He called a bird in, and it was probably about 35 yards out. He says, you think you can You think you think can hit that? I said, I can't if I stay here. I got to let the arrow go, right? If I, I can't if I don't shoot. <laughs> so he says, I give it a shot. So he's got the cameras rolling, and I pulled back, and I shot. And I missed. I went right behind the bird. Mm. And I'm apologizing to him, lifting He says, don't worry about it. Don't worry. We'll have another chance. Don't worry about it. Real nice guy. Yeah. Real yeah. nice guy. Next morning, we got <coughs> up. He put the decoy out there. Got in the, it was only one hen decoy. We got, in a, we got in the tent, and we're shooting the breeze, talking back and forth. He's, he's asking me questions about the band and, you know. We thought we're just talking, shooting the breeze. He's getting it all on film, and all of a sudden, man, we're sitting there talking like this. It was great. I mean, I was talking like that. All of a sudden, <laughs> holy crap! We both jumped out on our seat, out of our pants. We both jumped, and he said, "Holy shit!" He says, "He came in as quiet as a gnat's fart." <laughs> Got it, and I was laughing so hard. <laughs> and he, he said, "Grab your bow, grab your bow." I get my bow, and the bird came up to the decoy, and it was a big, big bird. I pulled back. He says, "I said, you got him." He says, "Shoot him right up the ass," because he was fanned. Oh boy! And, and he was he was facing the opposite direction. He says, "That's perfect. Shoot him right up the ass. I'll get it on film." I said, "Okay, all right." I pulled back. I said, "Are you ready?" He said, wait a minute, let me get some more footage. I'm waiting, I'm holding, like, come on, let's go, let's go. And he finally says, okay, whenever you're ready. I put it right on his ass. I'm telling you right now, it was a golden shot. <laughs> right up the kisser. Right up the kisser. And it was like, it went about halfway <clears throat> up the kisser, right, and stopped. That bird had a bad day. <laughs> he was having a bad day. He flew, he turned and flew almost directly at the camera. He flew almost right over us. He's, he's looking at this, you got an arrow sticking out of his ass, halfway out of his ass. The bird goes up, and you see him go down, and that was it. Oh, man, I got to find that episode. Oh, my God. Texting in my It's really fun, really fun. And then Chester, it was his turn, and, um, you know, Chester said, I don't know, man, I'm not seeing the birds or whatever. Something happened where he was concerned about taking a bird with the bow and uh keith said well, don't worry he says if you if we if worse comes to worse he said we'll get the 12 we'll get the mossberg bow out <laughs> reach out and get him that was fun that was fun <laughs> and chester got a huge he got a 26 pounder that day that's what he said that's, that's a big a monster bird. turkey for texas that was a big bird yeah Man. It was fun. It was fun. How much, uh, so y'all are hunting Easterns up in New York State. Yeah. How, what are the bird sizes typically up there for a mature bird? They're big. They're um, 26 pounds of ridiculous size for a bird. Yeah. Normal birds up north are about 20, 22 pounds. 
they're they're nice talking birds. about turkeys and we got chickens walking around <laughs> yes. you probably see them on the video <laughs> 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 they've been feeding us breakfast every morning <laughs> that's right they have been it's, it's been good great eggs, but uh <laughs> yeah no that, that's so funny chester's such a good dude man oh he really um, is he, he really uh, is when i mentioned this whole thing that we're doing this weekend to yeah. him he you know he immediately is like I'm going to call my buddy Lou. He's going to fly down from New York, and he's going to love it. He'll be there. Don't worry about it. Mm-hmm. You know, <laughs> typical Chester. And uh, I was like, okay. I was like, who's Lou? <laughs> well, he was right. I'll tell you, I love it. <laughs> I love it. And, well, you know, the funny thing, when I told my wife, I said, I'm going down to Texas. She's up for how long? I said, uh, I think four days. Five, four days. Five days tops. She said, what's going on? I said, I'm, i got to. I got a chance to hunt turkeys down there and and uh, be on some podcasting they've got going on. She said, well, how much? <laughs> I said, well, let's see. It's going to be, I don't know, about 350 bucks for the airfare. It's going to be $100 for a hotel room. Uh, license is $130. Bucks. Uh, it's, you know, the hunt itself. I don't know, to tell you the truth, but... <laughs> She says, we're looking at $1,000 for a turkey that you're not going to bring home? I said, yeah, that's about right. But if I get one, I'm going to bring the tail home. Yeah, absolutely. We'll eat the rest of it. She's an understanding woman. She really is. <laughs> she really is. Honest to God. Oh, man. Oh. Shoot. Well, you uh, you told me a funny story. Well, you've told me like 10,000 funny stories since you've been here. But... You mentioned one the other day about, uh, you know, and correct me if I'm wrong, but it was about the the new was it the bus driver, or whatever, and found out you there was some crazy guy shooting bows in the band. <laughs> okay, all right, I'll, okay for, for the listeners. Um, yeah, I I was on tour. I brought my bow with me on tour, and in order to get through the borders back then, you had to go through borders. And um, for people that don't know. Um, when your tractor trailer gets loaded with your equipment, the band equipment, lights and sound, all that, um, they have what they call a carnet. And that's a list of everything that the band owns and why it's in that truck. There's a reason why it's there. And basically, they want to make sure you're not bringing stuff over to sell it mm-hmm. over there, and you know, without paying your tax to them right okay? so that's basically it and it's a rule that every truck truck driver has to have the carnet with him so i had to have a reason to bring my bow and arrow which is a fight it's a weapon so <coughs> it was tough you know we said well how are we going to do this in the carnet what are you going to list it as you know i said well i can put it in my road case i could put it in my i've got a road case with all my you know leather outfits on there for stage right and i said i could just put it in my road case close it up it's in my it's in with my leather clothes for stage. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but if they open that up, you know, there's a problem. We have to have a list <laughs> of everything. So our bass player came up with a brilliant idea of of saying it was uh, stage prop used in the show. So I said, that's perfect. So we listed it as a stage prop, and I bring my bow over there. And every day... I would uh, set up a target in the in the auditorium someplace, in the arena. I would set up a target about 40, 30 yards out, and I would put a picture of a singer. I won't mention his name. A singer that I really don't like so much. I put his I put his picture there on the target, 
and it was a joke. And I would get up on the stage, I pulled back, and shut the air, go wham! <laughs> it gave me incentive to hit the target. See what I'm saying? And so, yeah, it was one after another. <coughs> I hit a ball doing it. And every show, I would set that up, sh- shoot at it, and every show. So our bus driver, uh, something happened to him, and we had to have another bus driver come in. I think the bus driver broke his leg or something. Something happened. Yeah, and so tripped over your bow. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I hit him in the leg with an arrow. No. He, um, <clears throat> so we got a new bus driver. This bus driver came in who was a nice, real nice guy, I got to tell you. He was real nice. John was his name. I just remember that. And um, he says to me, he says, I, you know, I was riding him, and I'd like to sit next to the bus driver. I can't sleep at night, so I'm sitting next to him. We're shooting the breeze while we're rolling to the next show. And he's telling me, he says, I, man, I heard there's a, there's a guy out here in a band. It's all around It's all around the truck drivers. They all know about this guy who's shooting shooting real arrows at some inside inside the halls got to be crazy he's nuts you know he's gonna hurt somebody someday and i'm thinking i looked at him i said do you want do you want to you want to try it because he said what do you mean what do you mean i said i'm the crazy guy who's got the ball on the road you have happens to be your lucky day here we go (laughs) so that was funny that was funny yeah (laughs) Sometime when we're off camera, too, I'm going to tell you a story about that bus driver <laughs> that I can't tell you people. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> so, so um, you know, this is really, really unique to um, interview you. I mean, you've, yeah. done, you've had an incredible life. Uh, you know what? I you can know? die and on the way home, and I've lived a full life. <laughs> and... You know, being able, you know, being an entertainer, um, like what, you know, versus your your outdoor hunting perspective, right? Like being an entertainer, you know, you've impacted a lot of people. I mean, y'all have a yeah. tremendous fan base and stuff. Yeah. Like, what does that mean? I mean, over the year, when did Man of War was formed? Man of War, we formed in 1980, um, and we made our first album in 1982, um, and we were on. Um, EMI Records. A funny story about that for people that don't know. Um, I had just been burned many times. I played in local bands, you know, Mm. and tried different ways. I just knew I wanted to play music. And I got burned many times. And and the last thing that really got me was we had a PA system that we bought, and we were rehearsing for a free show, for a benefit show. And in the night, (coughs) someone came in there and stole the equipment. And we still owe it. We had to pay the bank still for something we didn't have any longer. So I told my wife, I am done. I'm not doing this anymore. No sooner did I say that, Joey came knocking on my door and saying, listen, I need you to. He was on the road with Black Sabbath mm-hmm. at the time. And the guitar player that opened the show for Black Sabbath uh, was an, the only other American on tour. And so he was talking to him, and when Black Sabbath went out on stage to play, he and the guitar player would be in the dressing room. They'd be fooling around, you know, with music, just jamming away. And Joey said, listen, I got a singer back home. He's the guy. He's the guy. We'll get him. And then he came asking me to sing, and I said, nope, no way. I'm done. Come on, come on. I said, no way. I am finished. I'm done. I'm not doing it. 
make a long story short, he asked me about five or six times. I kept telling him, no, I'm not doing it. He said, will you at least sing on the demo? I said, I'll do the demo, and you don't have to pay me a cent. We'll do it as friends. I'll do the demo for you, no problem. So it was the guitar player, Ross, uh, Joey, the bass player, and myself. And we had to hire a drummer because we didn't even have a band. It was just guys. I just met the guitar player. How you doing? <coughs> the, the drummer. Hey, what's up? How you doing? And we rehearsed, went and recorded five or six, I think five songs that was uh, supposed to be on the first album. And that weekend, I got a knock on the door again. He says, EMI wants us to wants to sign the band. I said, what band? He wants to sign yeah, us. The one you're in now. He wants to sign us. I said, "There's no band. What are you talking about? There's no. There's a group of guys that got together. There's no band. We didn't even play a show. And here you got EMI wants to sign. EMI wants to sign the band to a record deal. Come on. I said, "No, not interested." I did. I told him I'm not well, interested. He said, "You're not. Everybody. That's what they want to do. They want to make music. They want to make an album. That's what every musician wants to do." I says, "I've been burned too many times in this business, and I know that when this goes south, I'm going to get burned again." <clears throat> I says, I'm, "I'm not doing it. Count me out." And he said, "At least think about it. Talk it over. Think about it, and I'll come later." So my wife and I had a very heart-to-heart -heart discussion that night. And she told me, she said, you know, if you, if you say, if you don't do it, you're going to say to yourself, what if, your whole life. Mm -hmm. And if you do do it and it, it's, it takes a crap, then you can say, okay, you tried it on the highest level possible, didn't work out, and there you go. So... Long story short, here we are. I'm, I said, I okay, I've never let you this weekend. There you go. Said yes. See that? See? How awesome is that? <laughs> That's the highlight. Yeah. This is the highlight right here. <laughs> Not going to see the Vatican or Paris. or This is it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm telling you. No, that's cool, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that's how it got started. Made the first record in 82 and went on the road with Ted Nugent for a few shows until he fired us. <laughs> <laughs> Hmm? Oh, oh, the yeah. turkey call? Yeah. Yeah. Like, oh, uh, yeah. What do you mean? Do a turkey call? Like, oh, yeah. uh, I don't have my call. We're, uh, we're uh, uh, getting requests over here. Yeah. <laughs> do some turkey calls. You ever do any natural voice calls? or? <laughs> 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 yes, but people makes it sound like it's gas coming out of something. Oh, well, <laughs> you'll, never, you'll never know. The turkey, the turkey won't care. No. no, but. Actually, when I was in South Dakota... <laughs> I was in South Dakota. We're hunting Marion birds out there, and I got invited to go on the um, Sioux Indian Nation reser reservation. Nice. And yeah, it was really nice. And um, I went there, and I we had dinner, and we met these guides, Indian guides, because uh, you can't hunt without them on your on their property. Mm -hmm. So I said, okay, there's a guide, and I asked the guide that night. I said, Are you all set with calls, and because uh, I don't really know you know what extent you're going to do here but you're all set he said i'm all set i got everything ready and he was boozing it up pretty good that night i said you're going to be there in the morning to get me he says i'll be there I was, okay okay so he came and he was there early in the morning he picked me up we went out to look for marion birds he took me in this one big hill climbed up this one hill we stood at the top of the hill and he made a call with his mouth like, I don't know what the hell it was, but the birds would, 
I said, holy shit. They were everywhere. So he said, sit down right over here. And he, we, I sat down and looked like a fence post. It was like, <laughs> really? I'm going to sit here? He says, just sit down. That's good right there. I says, okay, you're the guide. So I sat down. He sat down on a tree next to me. And he looks at me and says, okay, start calling. I says, I didn't have any calls with me. You, you told me you got the calls. He says, I don't. I never told you that. I didn't. Have, I didn't bring any turkey calls. I said, Are you kidding me? So he's there. So he's there. He's there. Like, trying to make the stupid call, and I'm looking at him like, What? It, all these birds are flying out in the field, you know, 100 yards in front of us, and I am not kidding. There were. There had been 200 Marion birds back and forth. You see, you see fans going up back and forth, and I says. I said, I looked at him. I says, we don't have any calls here, nothing. He said, no, nope. I said, okay, great. So the birds walk off, and he, we go back to the hotel, the motel, excuse me. <laughs> and he says, uh, he said, uh, we can go this afternoon. We'll get one this afternoon. And I grabbed my calls the first thing. I got all my calls together, stuck them in my camo. I says, okay, let's go. <clears throat> we went out again in the afternoon, and I made a, I made a diaphragm call, and we had her answer right away, right away. I says, okay, here we go. This is it. This is it. It's getting louder. He's coming in, right? He's hot. Mm -hmm. He's coming in. <laughs> so he says, okay, sit down there. I said, again, there's a tree. There's nothing. You know, it's just a field. You know, I sat down. He was behind me like an umpire, you know, like behind me like this, an umpire. I'm thinking, we stick out like a turd in a punch bowl here. What, you know, what's going to happen? <laughs> you know. And I'm going to tell you, the Merriam came in, and my calls, he was calling, and he says, okay, get ready, get ready, get ready. I, Bird came in, it was a shotgun thing, you know. Bird came in, he <coughs> said, take him now, take him now. Boom, I shot, right? The bird goes flopping around. I, it was fantastic. It was just a fantastic hunt. <laughs> I gave him the bird. I kept the tail. I gave him the bird, and it was like, it was like I gave him a million dollars. Wow. I said, he says, oh, really? Are you sure? You sure? I said, take it. Jeez. Come on. You know. So that's, that was that's cool. Yeah, that yeah, yeah. Cool that story. was my that was my South Dakota hunt. Yeah. Well <laughs> man. Where all have you hunted turkeys at? What states? Um, hunted them in South Dakota, hunted them in Texas before, hunted them down in uh, um, Missouri. Down yeah. there. Yeah. Uh, yeah. They had Easterns down there in Missouri where I was. And um yeah. Well, hopefully you hopefully you get to go to Oklahoma. I know you and Todd were talking earlier about Yeah, I'd like to do that. So. I really would like to do that. Yeah. yeah. Dude. Yeah. yeah. Well, let having, me know. I'm, I'm gonna here. be in on that one. So Yeah, okay. That'd be fun. <laughs> That'd be fun. Get to go back home and hunt again. So <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Shoot, man. Well, um golly. Except you can drive to Oklahoma from here. Yeah, you can fly. I still gotta yeah, fly. Yeah. I'll come pick you up to the airport. <laughs> so <laughs> Yep. At least I got a free place to stay. There you <laughs> so go. I'll stay with the parents. So. <laughs> I do too because I'm going to be with you. Yeah. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> oh. Shoot. Well, um, I wanted to talk to you, and we talked about this kind of on our roundtable we did earlier, which I can't wait for that to come out. That mm -hmm. was awesome. But, uh, you know, being being involved in the outdoors and stuff and riding and, and especially is like, what what have you seen? Um, what do you think are going to be the impacts of the last year um, on hunting in general? With I think it's going to. I think uh, looking at New York State, I can tell you. Um, 
back in the day in New York State, up until last year, in order to hunt in New York State, you had to take a, a hunting hunting safety <coughs> course or a bow safety course. You had to take both if you wanted to hunt with a bow. Mm. And part of that course was field work. You know, where we the bow course we taught them um, a blood trail. They You're had an instructor shoot. up there. Yeah, I am. I'm an instructor. Well. They had to, they had to shoot three at least three arrows. New York State doesn't give doesn't care if you hit the target. They just want to know what size the arrow goes on the string, basically. I don't know what that's all about. But you had to shoot three arrows, and that's just part of it. And with the, right with the uh, gun course, you had, to, you had to shoot live rounds out of twenty two rifle. And, you didn't, again, you didn't have to hit the target, but you had to shoot. <coughs> you had to get gun safety. Mm-hmm. And with COVID... Um, of course, they had to stop the live classes then. We couldn't have any classes. So New York State, out of the wisdom that they always have, decided, well, we'll just make them all online. Yeah. So now these kids, um, 12 years old, 12 years old is the age you can hunt up there. So these kids who never handled a firearm in their life have take this course online or their parents take the course. I don't. Who knows who's taking it? And they get a certificate to hunt <coughs> by just taking it online. Now New York State benefits because they sell licenses, and and the whole the whole state benefits because the Pittman Robinson Act, all the money goes back into conservation projects and you know any Absolutely. anything anything you buy, yep. uh, Pittman Robinson Act. There's money that goes back for. You know, Ducks Unlimited for turkeys for you whatever. Know, just wildlife conservation. Yeah, and it helps things out there. But <clears throat> my fear is um, that there's going to be an accident. God forbid, there's going to be an accident. And I can't tell you every class that I've taught when gun season came around. I always have to tell them muzzle control, muzzle control. Where's that muzzle? You know, if you have muzzle control, <laughs> be safe out there. You know, and these kids, they get excited. They turn. They they got inert guns. They're not going to shoot anything. They're just you know fake guns, basically. But you treat every gun like it's loaded. Period. And I, Absolutely. We, and we tell them this. Yep. You treat every gun like it's loaded. You muzzle muzzle control. You have to be in muzzle control constantly. And I every class, I've got to scream at some kid because he's going around like this. What what what? And the and the muzzle's pointing at me. It pointing at somebody else. Mm-hmm. You know, and even though it's not a real gun, I have to scream at the kid, muzzle control. Where's your muzzle pointing? Yep. You know, and, and the kids, oh, yeah, okay, okay. But in a hunting situation, you know, somebody's hunting, um, let's say they're hunting pheasant, you know, and you got three or four people hunting pheasant, and the bird goes up between people. You think that little 12-year-old kid's going to be concerned about that person? Not going to think about them. They're yeah. going to get excited. They're going to swing it and shoot. And it's just a question of time <clears throat> before someone gets injured. You know that field course is important. Mm-hmm. And if they don't, they don't take it. I don't know what's going to happen. Yeah, I know. Um, but I think COVID. I think COVID has brought. And to answer your question, I think COVID has um, brought more people to the outdoors, which is a good thing. They have brought people more to the outdoors because. When you have to social distance, there's no more social distancing than the great outdoors. Absolutely. And, you know, so in that respect, 
I think it's gonna. I think it's good, and it, it brings more hunters out there in the field, and that's good. The point is, are they safe hunters? That's yeah. what I'm concerned. The kids. I'm concerned <coughs> more about the kids. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, and I think it was weird because looking at it from like a, I guess um, an industry standpoint, yeah. business standpoint, which you cover a lot of these, you know, stuff for the magazine. Yeah. Um, you know, initially when COVID happened, I mean. Everybody was hurting in the whole country, in the world. Right. You know, it shut down a lot of companies. Um, nothing was coming in. Um, right. A lot of a lot of people lost their jobs right yeah. off the bat. And then it seemed like about mid-May of last year, you know, um, like my phone started ringing off the hook for people wanting to get out and go. People, people kind of seemed like they just kind of realized, I don't have to stay in my house. Right. You know, I don't have to do that. I can get out go fishing you know, what's going what what is this hunting thing about with the spring turkey season what is that right is that something i can go do right yeah and plenty of them did because yeah. i ran into a bunch of them yeah and um and you know and so it, the industry ended up having probably one of their best years ever yeah yeah um, because of that yeah i think you're right you couldn't get anything i mean everything's sold out everywhere i mean we're still seeing that now yeah but, yeah but um fortunately we're it's getting better now it is getting i think better. it's getting better you get spikes here and there but as people get vaccinated, it's you know it's, it's yeah. getting better, and that's that's a good thing for every business period, including including the music business. Yeah. You know, there has many shows, nothing's going on. The um, the one thing I probably miss the most is going to live music because yeah. my wife to go to a lot of concerts and and um, you know and we're always <laughs> I'm always bringing it up. So I just want to go see a show. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. It's like say I may have to come to Germany next year. You got to do it. You got to do it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Go to Germany, get the show. Yeah, yeah. So, and y'all, y'all have a tour already planned. Yeah, that's already it's already year. announced. Yeah, it's already yep. announced. Uh, starting in uh, uh, March or April, April next year yep. it starts. Yeah. Now we'll be playing Russia before that, I think, nice. for a month in Russia before that, and then we play in Europe, um, in April. Yeah. yeah. So when you're out on tour, do you get to do? I mean. Obviously, there's downtime, you know, yeah. I mean, you've got... Not much. But, I mean, well, what, I mean, do you ever get to go out and, like, eat in town, or is everything mostly at the hotels and stuff? I used, to, I used to be able to go out. I was the guy who went, you know, when I was in Paris, I'd go see the Eiffel Tower, the Louvre. I'd go, I would be the guy to do it, and the rest of the guys in the band would be sound asleep, on, you know. But, you know, I would always want to see it. I'm there. You know, I'm playing Rome. I want to see the Vatican. I want to see... I want to see the Coliseum. I want to see as much as I can see. And I'm trying to cram it all in in a few hours that I'm there, you know. Um, so, yeah, I get, to, I get to do all that in the early days. Now I can't. Now yeah. I can't because I, I can't go anywhere without security guy with me because the fans recognize you and you just can't, yeah. you just can't go anywhere without a bunch of people coming around you and then, you know taking pictures of you and you know I, well i mean it's frustrating and it, it's kind of nice too but it's not nice imagine. it's not nice it, it's it's uh you know you want you want to stop and grab lunch somewhere and you and and the pictures on the internet are <coughs> you stuffing something in your mouth that's the shot that gets on the internet you know what i'm saying it's yeah. just they just if, if if a fan came up to me and said excuse me can I ask you a question? Now, they're nice like that. I'm going to say, yeah, of course, man. What's up? That's nice. But if somebody came up to you and said, without asking, that's not cool. No. That's not cool. 
you know. Um, so anyway, yeah. Long yeah. story short, that's. I just invited you turkey hunting. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> You're the man. I don't care. <laughs> no, but man, yeah. I mean, I, I obviously don't have that problem, but <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's got to be weird. I mean, it's got to be a weird feeling, you know. Yeah. To deal with that all the time. Yeah, yeah. So you know, here's a funny story. We played in America, and we weren't well. We're not really well known here. It's you know, the band's name is well known, but you know, we haven't. We don't put our our pictures on the albums. We don't do that. No, I've seen some of the album covers. Yeah, no, no. There's no pictures of here. us there. <laughs> There's no pictures of us there. But uh, <laughs> but anyway, um, we played in <coughs> we played in uh, Ohio, and. Uh, my our drum my drummer and I were downstairs eating dinner before the show, and then we we're going upstairs because you know we got a few hours to kill before we have to be at the show. So we push the elevator door. The elevator door opens up and it's Manowar fans. They got the Manowar shirt on, right? I say, "Are you going to the show tonight?" They say, "Yeah, man. Yeah, we're going. <laughs> we're going." I said, "Great, great." He said, "You going to be there?" <laughs> I said, yeah, I'll be there. I'll be there. Sure, I'm going. He says, oh, man, I hear this band right. is really good. What have you heard about it? I says, man, I hear they're great. I hear they're great. They're, you know, they're really good, blah, blah, blah. And he says, man, I can't wait. It's my first time seeing the band live. He says, I can't wait. I've heard so much about them, man. I just can't wait to see them. I says, good, enjoy the show. I'll see you there, I said. He said, okay, okay, we'll see ya. And he leaves. And then we go up there laughing our asses off, right? And then and then we do the show. Well, obviously, I don't see the guy. I'm on stage. I don't see who he is. But we, we do the show. And then the very next morning, don't I run into the same two kids again? The same two fans again, right? And I said to him, the elevator door opens up. There they are. Deja vu. And I said, hey, man. Did you like the show? Yeah, they were great. He still didn't catch it. They were great. Oh, man. Did you like it? I says, yeah, I did. I really did. And then the, the, the drummer who was with me, he says, who would you think was the best on that stage? Oh, man, they were all good. He says, what would you think about the guitar player? Oh, he was killing. He was great. And well, not the singer. He says, yeah, he was good, but the guitar player kicked ass. And then we started laughing. We couldn't hold it in anymore. We started laughing, and the guy says, "What? What? Oh shit!" He says, "You're Eric Adams, aren't you?" We we laughed. I laughed so hard. I just signed his shirt. There you go, pal. Have a good one. Oh, that was funny. Uh, he ain't never forgot that. Yeah, he never forgot it. He never forgot it. <laughs> yeah, so that's funny. Yeah, so so obviously Eric Adams is your stage name yeah. for the band. Yeah, and my you were wife. telling me the story the other day about because mm. I asked you, I was like, where did that come from? Yeah, the record company. The very first time, they were, um, before our first record came out, the, they told me that I had to change my name. And I, come on, I was upset about that because <laughs> I thought this is only going to be our one and only album ever, you know. And I got to change my name. Come on. 
And I asked why. I didn't really want to do it. And they said, well, you're the lead singer of the band, so you're the focal point of the band. And right now it sounds like a pizza parlor. And, you know, you hit the mayo and, you know, Marillo and Funicello and, you know, all this. And so I said, uh, okay, geez. I called my wife and I told her, and she was just as upset as I was. And and I said, I don't know. What do you think I should? Can you think of anything? And she said, well, our first son is Eric. Our second son was Adam. Why don't you just call yourself Eric Adams? I said, oh, that's a good idea. I figured the kids <coughs> would get a kick out of seeing their names on the only album I ever come out with. So there you go. That's good. <laughs> so that's how it started. And I don't know how many albums, 14 albums later, here we are. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, when, when Chester told me he was inviting Lou... He's like, yeah, he goes by Eric, um, Lou, either one, you know, and I'm just like, <laughs> it was a little tough. What the heck are you talking yeah, the about? I, yeah. The IRS said the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> the IRS wanted to know that, too. Who's Lou? Oh, who's Eric? Uh-huh. Yeah. Good one. <laughs> Both at the same address. Uh-huh. This receipt, has got Eric Adams. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, my gosh, dude. Well, um, I don't even know how long we've been on. We've been on here for an hour, so. Yeah, man. This has been so Good. much fun. It's been such an honor to meet you. Oh, and don't think of it dude, as an it's honor. like I'm, man, just hanging out with everybody here. This is fun. You know, this is a good and, time. Uh, you know, we're already planning for next year. So I can't we'll get wait. I'm hoping you can make it back down. I can't um, wait. But uh, um, obviously, you know, tell us how people can follow you f- as far as Texas fishing game. I mean, you can find Manowar everywhere. Yeah. But as far as like following what you do in the outdoor stuff. Um, you can go to Texas Fishing Games website, and you can go to I think it's called Front Row website. I forget what it's called now, but um, I couldn't tell you what the email is. But go to Texas Fishing Game website, and they'll they'll hook you up. Yeah. Yeah, I'll find there. it. I'll find it. And put it in the show notes. But yeah, TexasFishingGame.com. I know is the website for yeah. for the magazine. Yeah. Yeah, and they can email me anytime they want through Texas Fishing Game, and uh, yeah. I'll answer. I'll awesome. answer. I'm sure. Awesome, yeah. All right, man. Thanks, Thanks Lou. Thank, Thank you, you so much, buddy. All let's right, get man. Turkey this All right, let's get one. All right, let's get one. Let's get it. All right. right.